One o'clock on Weston Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. The conversation was brought up during the break. Wes, where you want to go to eat, or I believe Wes asked Fiddy where you want to go to eat. But either way, I don't know if we decided on anything because Wes, Wes wants to go out and eat somewhere inside. But Fiddy said, I want your money. I don't want your time. Yeah, that's not, that's not what I said. And the relationship continues. Now, that I mean, is a problem. Right I, I'm telling you. That's that what, is. Because you know, he, he didn't say that specifically, but Wes... Yeah. We know what it is. Yeah. He says, hand over the dollar dollar bills. Right, right. And that's, now, that's just what my he, cash out in my twenty and tell him to get up get out my face. Yeah, and he would love it. I mean, yeah. I think that's what he wants. Yeah. He he wants your money and then he just wants you to go away and, yeah. and pay up and so he don't have to spend any time with you. Did you decide what you would spend Wes's money on so you don't have to spend any time with him, Fitty? Yeah, it's <laughs> not that I don't want to spend time with him. I've I've got Stuff after the show today, after the show tomorrow. Sure, yeah. You know, like... I mean, like, I don't have stuff going on. Exactly. I got work you to like, finish, you know? but I'm willing to take time out. There. Right. Oh, man. Uh, you you said know? exactly. I like, got work to you finish did. and stuff like that, but, <laughs> you know. I, I think I want some uh, some Queen City wings. Yeah, and then he wants to go somewhere we can't even eat inside. I got to drive way over there to the place. So well, you so, don't have to drive anywhere. We got a we got a driver. So so those that don't know, right? In case you didn't hear this from yesterday or you didn't hear it at the top of the show, Wes and Fiddy had a bet on who would win last night's game between Wes's alma mater in Wake Forest and Fiddy. He calls it his alma mater, even though it's not. He's a super fan in North Carolina. Of course, North Carolina wins. So now Wes owes Fiddy lunch. We've been trying to decide where to go. They have been trying to decide where to go in order to help us. What's for lunch? We've been trying to launch this segment. It's inconsistent. <laughs> so basically, I won't cash out Flounder. Yeah. So basically, okay. yeah. So, so Fiddy's got this whole Flounder's in the studio right now. This is confusing. And, and what's going to happen is, apparently, Wes wanted to just go out to eat with Fiddy. That's all that needed to happen in, in Wes's mind, and I understand that. But now he's going to give, not only his money is he, is he not going to give to Fiddy, he's going to give it to Flounder to then go pick up so Fiddy can eat on the job and then leave immediately after the show. Is that how? Is that correct? Do it's, I have that correct? It's not immediately after the show, but I got post-show responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I've got a podcast I've got to record after the show. But I've got to get out of here in a timely fashion because it is my mom's birthday and I got to go spend some time with her. So apparently Queen City Wings, I don't know where it is, but it's a, it's a little bit further away. Are you willing to make that drive, Flounder? It's right it's by really my barbershop. It's exactly by my barbershop. It's like it's like 10 minutes. That's yeah, about, right that's about the max that well, I'll you, travel. You acted like it was, you know, Yeah, but to go away. all the way. I mean, it's well, not that made it seem far, like but, it's to go for lunch, but I wanted to go somewhere <laughs> that we could eat inside. And, and you so, wanted camaraderie, yeah. and he just he just threw it right back in your face. I just wanted sure. food. Well, yeah. yeah, no, I know. I remember, you, did. you see that? I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I'm telling I'm you, locking that see, away. Look, you guys I... would get mad at me, but I could see it coming from a mile away. Yeah. The relationship is rocky right now. Yeah, and you know what that out, means, Walker? Let me cash out Flounder fifty dollars right now. Opportunity to capitalize. Flounder, what's your cash out handle? Yeah, right now. Actually, it would kind of help if you just want to put it public. Hey, everybody, send money to Flounder. He'll go get you something for lunch. He'll take it to your job. That is. Not going to happen. I will get myself something for lunch on that on whoever else sends me money, yeah. not on Wes's money. If you if you want to put it out there, maybe you can find Flounder on Twitter. He'll have his Cash App tagline there. You know, I mean, Fiddy, you could you could also fix this too by just doing this another time and not doing it today. If you really wanted to spend time with Wes, but you're not doing. Yeah, that, that is that is a possibility. We right? act like it's this you know foreign well, concept. I, I mean, let's go ahead and go through the schedule next week. Next Monday night, the Natty. Next Tuesday, Heels got Virginia. Next Wednesday night, it's movie night at your house, so we're all going to be hanging out together. Mm-hmm. 
The earliest it'd be would be next Thursday. I, I was confused. Does the, why does, can't you go out on Why can't you go out on Monday? No, no, because the national it, championship game isn't until eight o'clock. Right? Does it start? Does it start at three thirty right after the show? Does I've already it, made plans after the show Monday. Well, all it, right, into the plan. Well, okay, there you go. I'm sorry, Wes. I tried to make it happen. It ain't with me. It, it ain't <laughs> with me. So it's such a good. Point. He's a liar. It's such a good point. If it's not with Flounder, then you immediately get suspicious because yeah, your life is pathetic. So like, <laughs> wow. let's just be let's just be honest. Oh, Oh, as someone who else's life is pathetic, I'm allowed to call out other pathetic lives. <laughs> you know? It's so sad. This turned into a sad debate. Are you going to hang out with NASCAR Brad after the show Monday? No, is that where you're going? Probably the Daytona no, 500. he's got to work, man. He's got an early rise, so. Oh, is that right? So yeah. Just, it's a legitimate yeah. excuse? Oh, you're talking about NASCAR Brad has yes, to work yeah, early. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were talking yeah. about Fitty. I was like, what's going on here? No. All right, so so Queen City Wings it is. Flounder's going to go get them, and you're going to dodge quality time with Wes. Is that how I see it? Is that correct? No, I'm just not going to accept the money from Wes. This is actually going to happen. Uh, he is going to hang out with Wes because that <laughs> is the most shameless thing I've ever seen in my life. What? Right. <laughs> you... Do, why would you not hang out with this man? You say that he is, quote-unquote, one of your best friends at the station, and now you're turning your back on him? Wow. I'm not allowing this to happen. Okay. Nope. I'm not going to let it happen. Man, sign of principle. A, I like that. That is, that's a sign of a good friend in Flounder trying to create other friends that's in right. West, and Fitty's just not having it. So did we decide this yet? Queen City Wings? Is yeah. that what's happening? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. He, he still wants to do it. That's fine. We appreciate Flounder for coming in to the What's for Lunch segment. Mm. And now Flounder leaves and he's not. He's just going to have the money um, from West Bryant to go get those Queen City Wings. You can text us 704-570-9610. That's the Garage Door Guru text line. You can ask our Brad. He did write in. It ain't with me either. What the hell, Fitty? I mean, you're, you're yeah. just losing everybody. Everybody wants everybody. to know what I'm doing Monday. I'm going to see... She's like technically by my family tree. She's my aunt, but because of the age difference, she's basically like my second grandma. And she just got done having some some, some uh, major surgery and coming out of recovery from it. I'm going to go spend some time with her, actually watch the national title game with her because okay. she loves college sports. Okay. All right. That's respectable, I guess. We can move on. We don't have to we don't have to continue to beat that segment to hell. Let's talk about some of the college basketball games that mm -hmm. did lead to Wes having to pay for Fitty's lunch. And it really started with a lot of the turnovers. Hubert Davis had some comments on this game and how you went to a three guard lineup. You finally had some really nice production off of the bench from Seth Trimble, who I believe went perfect from the field last night as I try to bring up this box score. Here's Hubert Davis bringing up that smaller lineup that allowed them to defend Wake's screen action better. Working in, they they were they they were finding a way and. It was a straight ball screen or a double drag was the double ball screen, and they were they were scoring at will. And so one of the things that they do is they find a play that's working, they'll 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 continue to go back to it. And the lineup that we had in there, we we just couldn't defend it. We had to go small, and so going small allowed us to be able to switch one through four, and allowed us to be able to have a man on man, and it put us in a better position defensively. Yeah, Seth Trimble playing 22 minutes, goes 4-4 from the field. I thought he played very well last night, scoring 11 points and grabbing a couple of rebounds. You also had McCoy off of the bench, too, only two points, but did play 17 minutes. Huber Davis went small, seemed to be a big difference in this game, and they got some bench production here, Wes. Yeah, they did. Seth Trimble, you know, came in and he played admirably. He was very key for them, especially in stretches uh, last night, so... You know, it was just a good win for Carolina, and they, you know, they hit on a lot of the marks for them that, uh, you know, really helps them 
to win basketball games. Like they make seven seven threes a game, around seven threes a game, at thirty three and a half percent in their wins. And so last night they hit nine threes, shot thirty seven percent. Okay, and so you know, in the nine wins, Baycott Andrew Baycott's the only started with more turnovers and assists. And so he had five and zero turnovers last night, man. And then, like I said, Wake Forest just <laughs> Wake just coming in and just turning the basketball over the way that they did in the second half. And, you know, they turned up the defense on them, and Wake just didn't have any answers for them. All right, I'm excited about this question because it could lead to some debate. You put in the rundown, one of the ideas that you wanted to discuss is if Carolina won last night's game or if Wake Forest handed it to North Carolina because North Carolina scored 32 points off of 15 turnovers by Wake Forest. Would you care uh, characterize this as North Carolina winning, or do you think Wake handed it to the heels? Oh, I think definitely Wake handed the game to Carolina, for sure. I mean, Carolina earned it, and they made them pay for those turnovers, and so that's all you can ask for, 32 points off of 15 turnovers. Uh, as I said in, in the second half, the way, you know, Carolina played, they played pretty much flawless basketball because they had eight turnovers of their own in the first half, but in the second half, they did not have one. And so Wake just down the stretch, just struggling, couldn't – I mean, guys were trying to complete dribbling moves and turning the ball over. I mean, seven turnovers in the second half for Wake. So they just – you know, it just seemed like – and then they had one stretch where they went three or four possessions – turning the basketball over. It was like they couldn't even get a simple pass off. Well, I mean, you, you didn't have Pete Nance in this game, by the way. Only played two because he got hurt and would not go back into the rotation, which allowed, I think, Hubert Davis to go to Seth Trimble and even McCoy playing that forward spot. But you had three steals from Leaky Black. You had three from R.J. Davis, two from Armando, nine total for this team. Fiddy, would you agree that Wake handed this game to North Carolina because of the turnovers by the Demon Deacons? I think it was a little bit of both. We knew that Wake Forest was a team that was prone to turn the ball over. They averaged nearly 14 turnovers per game. When they turned the ball over 13 or more times, they were 4-4. Four and four. 13 or less, they were six and one but Carolina also had to capitalize off of those mistakes something that they have struggled at at times this year is not only just forcing turnovers but scoring off of those last night 15 turnovers forced 32 points turned off of it and even with that it still took a big second half from RJ Davis you know an, an efficient night from Armando Baycott and Seth Trimble and Leaky Black having career games to still beat the Demon Deacons and so you know like Wes if I was you I mean, I don't want you to be happy with a loss, but I'd still come away encouraged about what this team did on the road in a big game. And your best player scored 16 points and was 5 of 15 from the field. Like, if you'd have told me that Appleby scored 16 and shot 30% from the field and and you turned the ball over 15 times, you'd think Wake Forest would have gotten blown out. And they were in the game at the at the under four minute timeout. So I'd still come away if I was a Wake fan encouraged about this team's potential. Well, you know, Wake does have a little bit of basketball pedigree, and for that, I say we do not like moral victory. It felt a little condescending, okay? right? You like, know what I'm you, saying? Hey, we hey, should you, be glad you, this you, to you, be in the game. Listen, we are one of the we are one of the we are one of the flagship programs of the ACC. Okay, so no, we're not accepting that. We got plenty of smoke for you when you come back to Winston. And no, I was not happy about that because I felt like Wake was playing good enough basketball throughout that game to win the game. But then, like I said, you know, Carolina got 17 points in the second half off of those Wake turnovers, and that was huge. That really tilted 
the game on its head. They shot over 50% for the game. They're undefeated this season and 14-0 and under Hubert Davis when they shoot the ball over 50%, man. So it was just a bad mix for Wake in the second half, and hopefully they can clean up some of those turnovers. Well, I mean, you had tremendous shot-making by both teams. I mean, for yeah. a long time, Wake Forest was hitting some incredible shots. I mean, Monsanto, 3 of 8 from 3-point land and hit some contested shots. I mean, I thought Marsh had a couple of nice dunks in this one, too. Carr was 7 of 11. He had a nice day from the field. Appleby, not efficient, but definitely left his imprint on the game, beating North Carolina down the court. Court one time, I thought that was during the back and forth sequence. Yeah. It was just R.J. Davis went crazy. Well, yeah, and the big thing was too. Carolina put big defenders on Appleby that bothered him, and then they also have great paint protection with Armando Baycott. And a couple of times, Appleby wanted to drive to the lane, but he thought better because Baycott was there. Seth Trimble blocked his shot one time, so those bigger defenders were really bothering him. I do want to talk a little bit more, maybe at the beginning of the next segment, and we can discuss Steve Smith being left off of the 15 finalist list for the Hall of Fame. I do want to talk a little bit more about NC State getting what was a huge victory, not only for the Wolfpack basketball team in totality, but Kevin Keats, even for job security. Yeah, we teased Terquavion, and so, yeah, yeah we got to give him his just due. Yeah, we're going to give uh, Terquavion Smith, absolutely. L- love watching him play last night and this entire season. So we'll get to that in just a moment on the Western Wall. Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 FM. You can text into the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. But he laughing at me for doing the air drums here. Love the beat, man. Off of West Side Gun's new album. That he just came out with, one of the newer ones in late October. I'm sure you were on it, Vinny. You don't know how accomplished I felt today when I was going through the music folder and I got to the very end of all of Wes's music. Yeah. There's like 80-something new songs I've imported over the... And it's taken me like a month. Well, anytime I would ask him, you would usually sit at 70, and I thought you were just done, but I feel like you've been adding a little bit more and making Fiddy's job a lot harder to continue to add music into the folders. Hey, I, I didn't know the process of putting it in and, you know, what all went into it. So, you know, I just kind of was collecting tracks and just giving it to him because I thought it was something Same. you could just throw in. And, and we've talked about this before. Get it going. To be fair... I I found out the same way. He went down to the basement and showed me this is how you import. Yeah, I don't know why I chose to go that way. It sounded weird immediately, and I apologize. But when he showed me the process of transferring files into the folder that allows you to play music, I, I was surprised at how long it took. And so I imagine he is probably... Not exactly the most thrilled with putting in more music. You want me to wait a little while before I put any more in. I think I said like three months maximum. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I know you don't want me... I'll give you a little bit of a break. I, I won't do that to you, Fiddy. You can text in again, 704-570-9610, about some of the college games that we watched last night. I did want to discuss Terquavion Smith. I've mentioned it a million times. This offseason, I was surprised to see him come back to the college game because everything you heard about him, it seemed to be that he was rising on the draft boards. I thought there was a possibility that he'd be a lottery pick, especially with the way that this draft class was not viewed all that favorably. I thought, you know, maybe certainly in the first round, maybe in the 20s, and he would be as good as gone. Probably the best player last year to come back to college basketball. 
And last night, yeah, Terquavion Smith was awesome against Duke. You saw him go 8 of 19 from the field, hit 50% from 3, 4 of 8, score 24 points. And then you saw Joyner also, Jarkel, go 21 points, 8 of 18, 5 of 10. They shot really well between those two guys from deep. How good is this backcourt compared to everybody else in the ACC West and even specifically Terquavion Smith? How good is he compared to all the other players? Yeah, well, we want to see NC State get a little bit more consistency. They came in 1-3 and three last night at ACC play. So I want to see him and Jarkel Joyner, who was a transfer, I uh, forget from where, like Mississippi, I'll I believe, Ole Miss, Research I think, team. or something like that. But I want to see them do a little bit more damage before I give them that crown. But, however, uh, these two are dangerous, led by Terquavion Smith. And the thing that slept on about him is just how prolific of a shooter uh, he is. He scored in double figures in all 15 games this season. He's got five 20-point games after last night. He's got the eighth-highest scoring average in NC State program history, and we know they've had some ballers there. And last season, his freshman year, he was the first ACC player ever to lead the league in three-pointers made uh, as a freshman. Oh, excuse me. He was the first ACC player, take out the big ever, to lead the league in three-pointers <laughs> made as a freshman. That was a big since ever. Since J.J. Redick in 2002-2003, man. So this guy can really shoot it. He's first in the ACC in three-point field goals, and he's third in scoring, steals, and assists. He reminds me a little bit of Jamal Crawford, just his body build and the way that he plays. He's Ex- got that wiggle, the handle. Handles. He can really yeah. shoot off the dribble, man. So I think this guy uh, is really slept on as far as just being a true bucket getter. Well, and I think the efficiency, it's down this year, and maybe that's re- that's because they're relying on him a little bit more, but his field goal attempts are still basically the same. He's averaging a little, maybe just one more field goal attempt Per game, he is averaging 18 on the season. The assist numbers are way up, though. And I think that's something they're running a lot of their offense through him. So Terquavion last year averaged two assists per game, also sharing the rock a little bit with Darion Sebron. But this year, sharing it with Joyner, he's the guy that is dishing out five assists per game. I think the efficiency will go up. I think the three-point shooting will go up. And I think he'll get right back to where he was in last year's draft class, despite this class being a lot stronger. What do you think of the amount of talent, Fiddy, that NC State has on this squad? DJ Burns also, the transfer from Winthrop, really talented big man down low. And how big of a win was this for Kevin Keats? I think that's the thing was last night you saw the full the full complement of what NC State roster is supposed to look like this year under Kevin Keats. And he said in his postgame it was the best, maybe the best defensive game they've played since he's gotten here. They finally have the talent, the depth to play the way he wants to play. If you remember when he was at UNC Wilmington, this was a coach that they played a hectic pace, they full-court pressed, they trapped did a lot of things, but for some reason at NC State, he hadn't been able to do any of that because he didn't have the talent or really just the depth to do so. And so you saw it really all come together last night in that win over Duke. And what now the thing is going to be, how do they handle this? So does this win vault them and they get hot and they put together a, a resume? Or is this just a blip on the radar? Because they've beaten, they've beaten Duke at home five of the last seven times. So Keats has beaten Coach uh, Coach K-led Duke teams. What does this do for them moving forward? The Tar Heel fan of me doesn't want to see them have success. The ACC homer in me wants to see them back in the fold and, and, and compete night in, night out. Well, and, and the backcourt is so interesting to compare to last year because they did have Sebron and Smith, and that was an awesome pairing. But you're talking about different players. Joyner, by the way, coming from Ole Miss as a transfer. I, th- mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that. So 17 points for Sebron last year. But he was much more of an attacking guard. He was not the shooter. He shot 25% from the three-point line last season. And he wasn't good at defense. 
And so when you're discussing this backcourt, maybe it allows you to play a little bit more of the style you want to if you're Kevin Keats, which is huge, right? If you're, if you're going to get fired, I would imagine you'd like to get fired playing your style, at least going out the way you want to. Right. So you don't have any excuses. You can just say, look, man, I gave it my best in this last run. They allowed me an opportunity. And so the fact that you are allowed to play your style a little bit more and you have this talent with Burns in that backcourt we're discussing. Yeah, I want State to be good. Like it, it would be fun. And it's funny because I'm living the nostalgia. I'm going to the box score. And then you see G, uh, G Gant for Greg Gant. And all I can think of is Gavin Grant for NC State. I want them to get back to the days where you did have some impressive teams with a Marcus Melvin, Julius Hodge. You don't have the Hodge type of guy here. But like we can get back to some talented state rosters. And I I feel like we're we're getting there with with that trio that we've talked about scoring the more uh, scoring the points they did last night between Burns, Smith and Joyner. Yeah, well, you know, over the summer. Coming from Amelia Island, I ran into one Kevin Keats at the airport, and he and I sat and had a nice little chit chat. Did you tell him what you really think of him? Did you tell no, him Keats that you did my not man. have him? Did you that tell him he that he is in fact not a winner? Did you tell him that he was maybe fifth or sixth on your ACC coaches' power rankings? <laughs> or if he would have asked me, I would have told him. I but know you uh, would at have. the time, I hadn't made a power rankings gotcha. yet to tell him. But that was my man. I was too busy trying to. Uh, Get in for some Yeezys for him to send me some Yeezys <laughs> before he did all this other stuff. But anyway, we were talking about it. And he was just saying how, you know, he was just flipping everything on his head after last year. And he just really wanted to revamp the roster. And he was working the phones for transfers and things like that, man. And uh, maybe we are seeing the fruits of those labors. The ACC start again hasn't been the greatest. But, you know, with him bringing in big DJ Burns, who I like that. Joyner coming in to go with uh, Terquavion Smith. And, uh, you know, big DJ Burns, you know, he's really starting to put on for those guys in the five games since they lost Mahorchik, uh, and in, including last night. But he's been averaging around 14 points and six rebounds, shooting almost 63% from the field. And then he had a big game last night with 18 points. So he's looking to uh, – like he's starting to pay off for them as well. So we're going to see going forward because this is a team and a program. You know, I really root for Coach Keats, and I do uh, want him to win except when he plays the Deeks. So we'll see uh, how everything turns out. Yeah, 704 number wrote in that they're an Ole Miss alum. They were very upset to see Joyner leave. He's a little injury prone, though, but a huge loss for Ole Miss basketball. So NC State got a good one there through the transfer portal. Last thing before we move on to Steve Smith. Did want to touch a little bit on Duke, who suffered this loss. We also saw them lose to Wake Forest now. Not necessarily going well for John Shire in his first year. It was at the beginning, not so much anymore. Fiddy, how scared are you on behalf of Duke? I know you can't put yourself in Duke fan shoes, but if you were, so to speak, a Duke fan, how concerned would you be about this team? I'd be very concerned because the most important uh, object of the game is put the ball in the basket, and they can't do that. This is as bad a Duke shooting team as I can remember. And even though Filipowski's a really good player, he's not ready to dominate night in, night out. Derek Lively, Derek Wrighthead, they just haven't been the dudes that we thought they were going to be coming out as five-star prospects. So yeah. well, and and you mentioned them being as bad a shooting team as we can remember. You know that R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Zion trio wasn't great, but. It was R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and Zion. Those guys were all lottery picks. And so that's not necessarily the case for this team, except for Filipowski. And like those guys aren't as talented as that trio that Duke had. And that's why Fiddy and a lot of other Duke fans are concerned. And I'm just going to say it. Lively is a bust. They're getting nothing out of him. He had a game the other game. I forget which one it was. I believe it was Saturday. He had zero points. 
How are you the number one recruit in the country and you come in and do nothing offensively? If he doesn't get a put-back dunk or a fast-break dunk, he does absolutely nothing. He gets some block shots. He may help him defensively. This is a good defensive team, but he delivers nothing. And so I think that's really hurting him as well. This team, as we talked about, their shooting woes, and they can't afford to turn the basketball over. They had 21 turnovers last night, They're most the most they've had all season long, NC State had a 30-2 to two advantage in points off turnovers and 25-7 to seven in fast break points. So this Duke basketball team cannot afford to give teams extra possessions. Filipowski, as Fiddy said, is not the guy, you know, when Mike Jeminski said, I mean, not Mike Jeminski, but uh, Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty said uh, what he said about him. They just don't have a go-to guy. They don't have scorers. So this team is in trouble. You know, they were coming in playing the number one scoring team in the ACC last night at NC State and they were red hot. They were averaging nine threes a game. State came out off gate just on fire. And for a Duke team that's lacking firepower, they can't afford that. Yeah, Granny Pat wrote in, they just stink. That's it. That was the, <laughs> that was the sentence. They just stink. And so we'll end on that piece of analysis. I did want to get to the NFL finalists, the 15 finalist for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Steve Smith was up for yeah, it. Good stuff in there. Yeah, he was he was one of the finalists before the final 15 were dwindled down, but he is now off of that list and he is behind some of the other receivers that made it. That includes Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne. You also have Devin Hester, more so in there obviously for his return game rather than his contributions as a legitimate wide receiver, but the return game was special. And then some of the other players that did make the final 15, your boy, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson, Demarcus Ware, Zach Thomas, Rondé Barber playing in the division, Willie Anderson, Jared Allen, also a former Carolina Panther. How surprised are you to see Steve Smith not make the final 15? And should he have made the final 15? Uh, There's definitely a case to be made uh, for the final 15. When you put him in there with some of his peers, Uh, you know, I was, I wasn't still am a huge Steve Smith fan. So it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a wait for him. Uh, I don't know how great of a sign that is that the fact that he didn't make the final 15. But as I said, receivers have to wait a lot. It's such a good group. Uh, It's just tough to choose. So he's just kind of the eye man out this time. But I hope eventually, you know, he's going to get in and and make his run. Well, and, And here, I don't know how true this is, but it feels like to me, Wes, as football had started to gain traction towards a pass happy league. We started to see a plethora of crazy talented wideouts enter, right? So maybe once you get to the 2000 mark, this is not to say that you didn't have extremely talented wide receivers before the millennium. I'm not trying to say that, but it just felt like we saw a little bit more of an abundance of talented wide receivers that are all kind of log jammed right now. As you see some of these players retire at the same time. And even within a five, seven year window, You have Andre Johnson going up against Torrey Holt, going up against Steve Smith, going up against Reggie Wayne. So many excellent wide receivers that just don't get in the first time. And then it makes you wait even longer because those receivers that are really good aren't getting in the first time. We talked about it on our walk up here to the studio, Terrell Owens. Now, that was probably because of his off the field antics. That was probably because... Riders and Hall of Fame voters don't love seeing him wear the Lance Armstrong jersey while working out in his driveway and all the other antics, quote unquote, that Terrell Owens was up to. But it's hard, especially as a wide receiver, to get in as a first time guy, second. Hell, look, as much as I love Steve Smith, there's an absolute case to be made for him over 
all these receivers. Do you think that but, maybe some of his on-field transgressions with teammates and stuff might play into that? I'm sure some old head voters don't love it. I'm sure they don't like wiping the football as if it were a baby as much as I do. <laughs> I loved it. I, I love the spinning the ball until eternity on the six-yard out route. Right, but I'm talking I, about I, some of the fisticuffs. Well, and I know that there was some of that, too, with Steve Smith afterwards, for sure. I'm sure some of the voters don't love that either. And But also, I mean, just how it is. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. That's why I hate the entire process in general. But even a guy like Tory Holt, who, yes, played with the greatest show on turf and the genius that is Mike Martz and all of that. Yeah, but, right? he, but, but he was one of the integral parts of sure. that. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, my, th- It's exactly my point. Yeah. Tory Holt's been waiting for a long time, mm-hmm. and he can't get in the first time. Now we're getting in some of these receivers. Man, look, I think it's ridiculous that Steve Smith's not in the Hall of Fame. What that guy meant to this team, what he did even deeper into his career. I mean, if you look at the last two seasons with Baltimore, guy was on pace to... Received for over a thousand yards his second to last year in the NFL. And and he's approaching forty at that time. His very last year, still a productive receiver. I think flirted with eight hundred yards receiving if he played a couple more games, would have been on pace for close to a thousand. But what Steve Smith did even later on in his career, it's sensational. It's just really hard as a receiver, and I hate the way that the process plays out for those guys. Yeah, I mean you look at a guy like Darren Woodson. I mean, they said he has been waiting six times. Uh, for this. So some positions, it's just really difficult to get in. There have been so many great receivers over the years, man. And so it's like, and then each year more are going to keep coming as guys retire and more guys become eligible, et cetera, et cetera. So it is, it's, it's just very tough. If you look at Steve Smith, is there a chance that he gets left off entirely? Or do you think eventually he makes it in? I've always said I think that eventually he will get in, but he may have a, a long wait. Fiddy, I mean, you looked at me like I was crazy. I'm just telling you, it, it's hard. It has nothing to do with how good I think he is. I think he should be first ballot. I think Steve Smith was that good as a wide receiver, but it's really hard. Terrell Owens didn't make it his first time, as we just mentioned. There's so many talented guys that just don't make it, and you have to wait forever. You were frustrated about Woodson waiting for so long to get in. Yeah, like, if, if, if a guy like Steve Smith, who accounted for the most – uh, percentage of, of offense in a season where he won the Triple Crown doesn't make the Hall of Fame, what are we doing? Get oh, rid of 100%. it. 100%. Because, like, do I think he was a first ballot Hall of Famer? Depending on the class, maybe, maybe not. But this guy had a Hall of Fame career in an era where throwing the football started to become the thing to do. He played for a team that wanted to run the ball. And outside of the 2003 run and the 2008 regular season – he was their number one target, without a doubt, outside of the years that Musa Muhammad was here. And he put up ridiculous numbers with Jake DeLome yeah. as his primary quarterback. He didn't play with some Hall of Famer. And it wasn't like the guys like, you know, Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne. Mar- Those guys played with other Hall of Famers at multiple positions. Steve Smith didn't. And so that should really only further his claim to be a first ballot Hall of Fame where he was the only Hall of Fame quality player on his side of the ball. Well, it's very comparable if you do that argument with Andre Johnson, who the best quarterback he had was Matt Schaub. And so it's very comparable there. But to your point, Steve Smith has more receiving yards all time than Andre and Reggie, who both are on this list for most receiving yards all time. Also, Torrey Holt, who comes in at 17, but was kind of the Barry Sanders, Patrick Willis case, only played basically a decade long, and then that was it for Torrey. But in that decade, just absolutely dominated. So, yeah, plenty of arguments to be made. But Steve Smith, being top 10 receiving yards all time, you brought up being 
responsible for the highest percentage of usage within an 45% offense. Forty-five percent of their yards. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, and then winning the triple crown, being able to what he, being able to do what he did later on in his career too, which I think is really underrated. What he did with Baltimore, having an a thousand yard season too. Yeah, I, I hope Steve Smith gets in way sooner rather than later. But looks like he's going to at least have to wait another year. All right, time now for the second Fitty Flash of the day. What you got for us, Fitty? feel like it's a really good time to update the status of DeMar Hamlin. And the, his doctors just released in a press conference that there has been, quote, substantial improvement in his condition over the past 24 hours. He is awake. He does have the ability to grip the fingers or the hands of some of his close family members that are in there. They're in there with him in the hospital. The Bills are going to return to practice today at 430. They're going to hold a press conference afterwards where you'll hear from Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, and some other players. But it does it does appear that DeMar Hamlin is continuing to make progress, and that's the best news we could hear after Monday night's tragedy. Any piece of good news, despite it maybe being baby steps, despite it maybe even being bigger than that, in your opinion, we just hope for any type of good news whatsoever that comes from the DeMar Hamlin situation. It's fantastic that he's awake. We have been getting slight updates the last couple of days about how he has been able to breathe a little bit more on his own. I believe he was on 100% oxygen intake, and then they lowered that to 50 for a while. Now, hearing this good news is fantastic. We'll keep you updated on anything else that happens regarding the DeMar Hamlin situation. Plenty more to come. It's fire or fizzle. Everybody's favorite segment coming up next. New Year's resolutions. I still think it's it's funny. That's the category. I can't wait for like getting in shape for Wes to call that fizzle. But find out if the authority will indeed do that next. Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 FM. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. It does seem like we eventually are going to get the lunch date between Wes and Fiddy. Even though Flounder did bring the wings, Flounder denied the pay from Wes and said, you know what, you guys go out and get lunch at a certain time. So you guys are going to have to figure that out. But that's cool with you, Wes, or are you now angry at Fiddy and you don't want to go out to a lunch date with him? No, no, that's fine. We'll make it happen. Okay. I know people have stuff to do. Okay. It's, it seems a little hurt still, but that's fine. We don't have to dig. We don't have you to see dig. what he does? He I'm just, just tries to just keep digging, I'm, doesn't I don't, he? I don't need to keep digging anymore. We need to get to everybody's favorite segment, which is Fire or Fizzle. And when we go to this edition of Fire or Fizzle, because of the turn... It's the new year, baby! ...of the new year, 2023, I'm sure a lot of people have come up with their personal New Year's resolutions. So that will be the category for today. The first one on the list, Wes, <laughs> is the most popular one of all. Getting in shape. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a New Year's resolution, is getting in shape fire or is it fizzle? <laughs> so yesterday I go to the gym. Yeah. Second workout of the week. I go in there. We know the New Year's resolution is always flood the gyms. I go in there yesterday. There's so many people, people I've never seen before. The hell are you doing in here? But at the end of the day, if you do make this resolution and you stick to it, and don't give up because we know a lot of people give up after a couple of weeks, a month or two. Because, listen, it's it's hard, man, working out, sweating, breathing hard, all that good stuff, man. It's tough. If it was easy, everybody would do it. 
And so as far as getting in shape in the new year, if you're going to stick to it, it's straight. Fire! Health is wealth! So if you're going to stick with it, let's do it. I like the idea of this segment becoming a supportive guy Twitter account where you're just gassing everybody up on their New Year's resolutions yeah. with zero fizzle. That would be excellent. The next That's one. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> well, wait, shut that down immediately. I don't know what to do with this one, man. Yeah, and the next one on the list is 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 uh is to quit smoking cigarettes out yeah. there. If yeah. that's somebody's New Year's resolution. Well, yeah, you got a lot of you know smokers out there. They battle with it and stuff like that, man. And the thing that drives me crazy, I'm sorry. Some people may get offended, whatever. I don't care. But when I see people that's around my age, younger, things like that, that know the knowledge. You see the truth commercials. I get you might have stress in your life and things of that nature. But smoking cigarettes and you're like younger than 60. Like, come on, man. Listen. Younger than 60, is that the cutoff? Yeah, man, because like I said, uh, younger than that, man. You know, the old school generation, they came up smoking cigarettes and all that stuff. But if your New Year's resolution is to quit smoking cigarettes, that is straight fire. What the hell are you smoking cigarettes for anyway if you're younger than 60? (laughs) Come on, man, stop with that mess. Those cigarettes up out of here. They stink. It's an important public service announcement from Wes on Wes and Walker. The next one. (laughs) I really don't know what we're doing with this. The next one is spend more time with family and friends. Yeah. That's the that's that's the next one on the list for New Year's resolution. So, Wes, as ridiculous as this question may sound, when it comes to spending more time with family and friends as a New Year's resolution, is that idea fire or is it fizzle? Well, listen, I know a lot of you just spent the holidays with a lot of your family and maybe even some friends that you don't fool with like that, but especially family that you might want to wring their necks, getting on your nerves. You don't want to be around them anyway unless you have a drink in your hand and you're pretty sauce. But a lot of people like to make this uh, resolution coming into the new year, even with family or friends that they don't necessarily care for as much anymore. And when it comes to that, spending more time with family and friends is a new year's resolution is straight. Fizzle, I don't fool with most of my family anyway, and that is definitely not a resolution I'm going to be making. So I won't uh, pressure you to make that one. Okay, so it's a little bit personal. (laughs) For you, it's fizzle. Maybe for other people, it could be fire. So, okay, nice save there. The next one had spend more time with family and friends. Mm-hmm. This next one is spend less time on social media. Mm-hmm. If that was your New Year's resolution, would you call it fire or fizzle? Well, listen, a lot of people have different reasons. I like to get on social media for the most part to promote things that I'm doing, put content on. Other than that, I don't know that I would be on it that much at all. I don't keep really anything but Twitter on my phone because of the information news aspects of it. If it kept me from doing the waddle or having that be a suggestion every day, <laughs> then I would be for this. That would be yes, straight fire yes, for you. Ed. Yes, but most people, they scroll, they scroll, they look at meaningless stuff, and a lot of people post and stuff on there, and you're capping. So when it comes to spending <laughs> less time on social media, that is straight fire. Most of y'all are lying anyway about your lives, so let's get off of there and do something productive with your life. We're getting preachy today on Wes and Walker. We'll see people capping on social media anyway. Next one. (laughs) 
as Finney just downs a wing per New Year's resolution fire <laughs> a fizzle. The last one that we have on the list. Quit drinking. Listen, man, a lot of people, you know, like I said, you have your stresses. You have your different reasons, different ways to cope with different issues you might have coming on that you might have going on in your life. You know, we talked about the smoking, but drinking is also another vice that many people can do to their detriment. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to your New Year's resolution being to slow down on the liquor that is straight fire, do you really want your liver down the line when you're an old head? My liver's raising its hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> Walker will see you in the rest home. (laughs) The liquor I need to stay off of. If we can divide it, is it okay if we divide less liquor and then maybe stick into something else? Maybe it's just drink in moderation. I'm not gonna act like sit here and act like I'm just dry, like I don't drink at all. It's moderation. Lots of public service announcements. Have you guys ever endured New Year's resolutions before and then stuck to them? I've never made them, so. There you have it. What so, do I have okay. to resolve? I'm the greatest human being on earth. Okay, great answers from both of you. Really appreciate the help. The only one that I've really made and stuck to, or really even made in general, I wanted to cook a lot more and not eat out so much, and that's one that I stuck to, but that was really the only thing I did. So when we come over for show movie night next Wednesday, are you going to cook us up some grub? Yeah, what do you guys want? It's really, I mean, I just cook. We meat. want your specialty. Whatever is your best dish. That's what we want. I can, I mean, I can cook steak pretty well. It's really just a lot of meat. That's what I do. Right. Dude, you yep. feed me a steak, Most and I, I will be. Me too. I will quit being a jerk. The pork chops? No, you won't. It, you maybe for a day, but then it, it'll it'll continue right after that because the steak only lasts however long. I love steak. Okay, so when you make pork chops, are mm-hmm. you a fry? Bake? I'll tell you what. You know what I've I've learned. I used to just put it on uh, put it on the stove, but now. I go air fryer, amazing. That's lazy. I, it is lazy, but it's also really that is good. It's not lazy. I mean, it's healthier, but it, we wouldn't expect anything less from three Pop Tarts and three <laughs> Costa Strudels guy. Yeah, slather that thing on. No, I pork chops in the air fryer are great, but you can also put, cook it on the cast iron. Big cast iron guy. Love doing that. And so cooking a lot of meat. Like to you know mess around with the grill a little bit. Grill up some vegetables as well. I, I'm not great. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to claim to be some grill master, but I dabble and have done so the last few years. What's the best side dish that you make? Uh, I can make some really uh, mushroom, easy stuff. Like I'm not doing anything crazy, but mushrooms, vegetables. You know, I mean, a lot of easy stuff. But that's kind of what I roll with. You make good mac and cheese? No, not really. I mean, if somebody's making mac and cheese, I'm not the one that you want making it. So. You do good on the baked potato? Yeah, I can do the baked potato. Right. We can do that. All oh. right, so show movie night when we're all watching The Lion King together. Yeah. We can have a steak night, baked potatoes, maybe cook some mushrooms. Some and then, salad. And, and drink in moderation, according to one Wes yeah, Bryant, yeah. thanks to fire or well, fizzle. You know, we get a little drizzy, but we can't do it all the time. <laughs> well, because, I mean, if we don't drink in moderation, show movie night becomes in the, sh- the show sleep overnight, and I don't think you want to sleep. Have me sleeping in your house. Uh, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> Nothing has ever been truer said on the show, Weston Walker. Let's go to Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports. Coming up next, he wrote an article about Steve Wilkes and whether David Tepper should give the full-time gig to the interim coach as it stands right now. That's coming up on Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 FM.